0: Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message.
1: Good morning and welcome to the United Worship Service of Roxborough with Roxborough Church, Wissahickon Church, and Watershed Church. We're really happy you decided to join us today. Look, we've been doing this for a while now, and we just want to say thank you for tuning in every week. Thank you for being a part. We know it's hard to be separated from one another uh, in person, but we're united in spirit and we're united in purpose as well. Today, Pastor Charlie is bringing us a message on the purpose behind the power, our third in the series. And so we're really excited to learn more from the miracles of Jesus as he preaches today. So we're getting ready to worship now. So I encourage you to get your family, gather around the tablet, the computer, The TV, whatever it is, stand up, sit down, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Sing to the Lord. Let's worship together now. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you so much for bringing us all together, even albeit virtually, bringing us all together to worship you in spirit and in truth today. Lord, I pray that you do inhabit the praises of your people. God, I pray that everyone watching this, everyone who hears the sound of my voice, will be blessed today by these services. God, that the songs will touch them. God, that the message will touch them. And God, that their lives will be changed because they've encountered you, the one true and living God. Lord, I pray all these things in Jesus' name and by the power of his blood.
2: Amen. In Luke chapter 8, we find a story of some women who are actually following Jesus. And we see that they support Jesus and the disciples in their ministry. One of the reasons being is that they actually were blessed by Jesus. And one particular woman, which was Mary Magdalene, demons were cast out by by Jesus for her. And so she couldn't pay Jesus back, but she wanted a way of supporting the ministry. And that's exactly what she did out of her own means. And so as you can see, we as, as churches together, We want to bless people. And in order to do that, we need you to give. And so you will have the opportunity to give because it's actually worship. And we wanna worship God in every way possible. And so one of those ways is through our giving. So you can find three ways to give. The first is that you can give online. There's a link for that. The second way is that you can give by text and then you can see the link for that. And the third way is for you to to give through the mail and mail it to each of the churches. And as you can see, there's three churches involved with what we do here. The first one, Wissahickon Church. The second one, Roxborough Church. And the third one is Watershed Church. And so we would appreciate everything that you can do for us. All right, time to give. Lord, we thank you so much for this opportunity. And we thank you for all the blessings that you have given us through Jesus Christ. We thank you that you are the ultimate giver. And through you, we have learned how to give. Father, let us give freely of everything that you've given us. We ask these things in Jesus name. Amen. What's going on, friends?
0: Pastor Ricky here with another kids' challenge for our final week of Go. But don't worry, we will be back next week for our new series. But for now, uh, let's jump in front of the TV, as always, and get ready to go. So guys, I'm excited for our final week of Go, and like I said in the intro, uh, we have a whole nother series coming up next week uh, for the month of June, and so don't worry about that. We're not finished completely, but um, I'm excited to jump back in with our friends Carl and Cassie as we learn our final big idea for this month on what it means to Go, Um, and it's that uh, I can help others when I pray, and so let's join our friends Carl and Cassie
1: for
3: this week. Hi there, you little chicken nuggets. It's me, Carl. Welcome to Grow TV.
1: Welcome to Grow TV. Introducing your host, Carl. And your co-host, Cassie.
0: Where we learn, where we grow, and we talk about Jesus.
1: Once again, welcome to Grow
3: So today, we're gonna be doing something very, very special. We're gonna figure out how to help. That's right. I know all of you are sitting there thinking to yourself, Carl, how can I help? We've come to the right guy. I, Carl, am the best at helping. I'm good at helping people cross the street. I'm good at helping animals eat their food. And all in all, I'm just good at helping. Hey
4: Carl. How's it going?
3: I mean, good, I guess. What's up?
4: I was curious if I could get your help with something.
3: Well that's funny you should ask because I was just telling them how good I am at helping people.
4: Awesome. This is perfect for you then. Alright, here's what I need. I'm trying to find a story in the Bible that talks about helping others.
3: Oh, I got plenty I can think of.
4: But they can only use their words and their minds. What? I just need to find a story in the Bible where someone helps someone else with their words or their minds.
3: That's not possible. Sure it is. Well how would I find a story like that?
4: I don't know. Use your mind.
3: Use your mind. I can't do it, Cassie. I can't do it! Do what? Use my mind! I tried to use my mind to open the Bible and find a story, but... I can't. Shh. What?
4: Did you try to mind control your Bible?
3: Psh, no. That'd be ridiculous. I don't act like that. What do you think I am, 12? What did you say? I said I don't act like that. I ain't 12. What did I say?
4: This is it. You did it, Carl.
3: I did... What what did I I say?
4: You just helped me with your mind. The story's in Acts 12. (laughs) Cool. This is a story where Peter gets thrown into prison just for being a Christian. And when the people of the community found out, they started to pray for him.
3: Out loud or in their head?
4: It could have been both. When we pray, we can do it out loud or we can do it in our minds.
3: So what happened when the people prayed to God about Peter?
4: Well, he was kept in prison. But in the middle of the night, he was woken up by an angel. The angel made the prison shackles fall off of him and let him out of his cell and out of prison. That's crazy. It is, and you know what's even crazier than that? It was the prayer of the people around him that got him out of prison.
3: What do you mean? I thought the angel did it.
4: That's true, but the people prayed that God would help Peter, and God sent an angel.
3: Wow, so it is possible to help people by just using our words and our minds, but not mind control, right?
4: No, definitely not mind control.
3: Got it. I'm glad to know I can help others when I pray.
4: Wait a minute. I think that's our
3: BIG idea. Well we found our big idea, and it is I can help others when I pray. So counting down from 100, we're gonna say I can help others when I pray. 100, 99, 98, 97, 96, 95, 72, 71, 70, 36, 35, 34, 4, Three, two, one. I can help others when I pray. That is so true. And we can't forget it. So let's get out there and help people.
1: Thank you for watching and tune in next week for a new episode of Road TV.
0: So like Carl and Cassie said, uh, we can help others when we pray. Um, Peter was in prison and the church Uh, They immediately started praying for Peter and I think they didn't realize how much prayer uh, could work because if you read in the story uh, When Peter actually comes back to the house the God sends this angel to help Peter escape Peter ends up at the door of the place where the church was praying for him and it says that when the girl who answered the door told the rest of the house that Peter was at the door They thought she was crazy. They couldn't actually believe that their prayers worked uh, to that extreme, that Peter actually was able to get out of prison, um, until finally Peter showed up in front of them and they realized, man, prayer really works. And I think for myself, I sometimes struggle to believe that prayer works, um, but I've also seen prayer work in marvelous ways. Um, There was one woman that I know personally who was in the hospital and myself and a group of friends, we were praying for her. And lo and behold, uh, shortly thereafter, uh, God brought her back to good health. And I mean, she was fighting for her life. And thank God that God answered that prayer. And so I've seen prayer work in ways like that. Um, But uh, if we look to Acts 12 verse 5 um, in our story, this is part of our story. This is what it said. It said, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church prayed hard to God for him. And so rather than get discouraged that Peter was in prison, they actually started praying hard. And we learned from our story that God answered that prayer. And so God wants to answer prayers in our life um, as we begin to pray for those things. And so I wanted to give like a little illustration of of how this uh, might work. And so if I were to put my hands, so this is like a, I don't know, popsicle stick, really thin one. Um, But if if I were to say, this is my way, right? Popsicle stick is, is lined across and let the popsicle stick kind of represents our problems and the issues that we face that uh, we should take before God. Uh, and my hand straight represents my way when I wanna do things my way. Sometimes when I try to make things work and, and make things happen on my own, um, my problems don't actually get solved, right? They don't accomplish something. So I'm gonna try to bend my fingers, right? And as much as I bend, nothing's really happening, right? It's just kind of folding down. So nothing's happening. Um, But I saw this once too, um, that when we do it God's way, and God's way is represented by me making a tight fist, check out what happens guys. So the stick breaks when I made the fist, that's God's way. And so when we pray, there's power to break problems and things in our life that we couldn't break on our own, right? And so Peter needed help in that moment um, to get out of prison, not just to escape, but to continue going for Jesus, to continue spreading the message about Jesus and God answered that prayer. And so, guys, prayer works, right? And we can help others when we pray. And so I really hope that God encourages your faith to believe that um, today. And that we begin to pray more during this time and so i hope this inspires you to to continue praying just like the church did for peter and so yeah guys uh i'm gonna pray for us and um i will see you next week and so pray with me guys god thank you so much uh just those stories that you've uh, placed in your word that encourage us that prayer actually works God, I know sometimes I and my friends listening might struggle to believe that. God, would you encourage our faith um, again, God, to believe that prayer works, God, um, regardless of the situation, God, that we can take these prayers to you and that you desire to answer them. God, help our unbelief, um, help our moments where we, we struggle to believe that. But God, would you... Uh, Begin doing something even this week through the prayers of my friends listening, God. Would you answer prayers, Father, so amazingly, God, that it begins to open our eyes to see that you hear us and that you're willing to work. And God, may it be a testimony to our friends, our family, that you listen and you answer prayer in Jesus' name. And God, would you also bless this morning's sermon that we're listening to through Pastor Charlie. Encourage him, bless him, Father, and and would you bless us through him and through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thanks so much for listening. I love you guys. I will see you next week. Take care.
5: Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be here this morning with you. And I pray that all is well with you and your family. And I'm glad that you are able to join in with us as we worship the Lord. I want to mention something that's kind of dear on my heart, my mind. Um, The young man that lost his life. George Floyd. I just want to um, say we have to pray, saints. Just believe God for peace. It's um, it's a touchy situation, and but it's um, it's time for a change. And I pray that the Lord would move in our favor to bring that change. But I also want to encourage that you don't give up and that you remain as peaceful as possible and continue to pray without ceasing. But one thing I do is I thank God for his good intentions towards us the journey towards greater works that he has for us. And if only we can believe that God is leading us to a a better place in life, that we could one day be used for his glory. I know that it won't be easy. The road is not, it's not easy. But getting there may encounter some unforeseen challenges. And when the challenge is revealed, it may appear to be impossible to overcome. But God, those two words, while sitting and relaxing wherever you are while you're watching, get in your mind that challenge, that issue that seems to put a halt between where you are and where God wants you to be. And I want you to take a good look at it, and I want you to put two words before you, and that's, but God. Because with God, we can overcome if we only believe. If you have your Bibles handy, I give you a few minutes to grab it. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. Verse 35, as we continue in our series, The Purpose Behind the Power. That's Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And it reads, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, he took with him alone, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher! Don't you care if we drown? He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, be quiet, be still. Then the winds died down and it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified, and they asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask that you would walk it into the hearts and the minds of your people. Prepare their hearts and minds to receive from you today. Father, don't let your word come back to you empty or void, but let it do that which you sent it out to do. Lord, I pray that you will speak to me and through me. You say it, I shall repeat it in the name of Jesus. Hide me behind the cross and use me for your glory. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength, my redeemer. If you're the church, say amen. Amen. When walking with Christ, we are blessed with the assurance that comes with the salvation. Just being able to have a relationship with Jesus is a blessing. But there are some trials and tribulations that we must endure. James said it in the first chapter. He said, consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produced perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. And NIV it says, not lacking anything. There are a few things that we need to be able to continue in our walk with Christ. One is we have to have faith, the other one, we have to have the will. And the other one, we have to have wisdom to stay the course. The Bible said that the just shall live by faith. So today we want to talk about staying the course, staying the course. During this time of challenging issues and of challenging situations that we are enduring We as believers have to be mounted up with the word of God, standing on the promises of God to stay the course. This is not the time to look back. This is not the time to fail. This is not the time to have our faith in question. This is the time that we stand strong and let them know that Jesus is still alive and doing a miraculous thing. He is still driving. He is still head of the church. He is still sitting at the right hand of God. He is still moving in us and through us. And we have to show that he is still living inside of us, keep our heads up, making a difference in this world. But there are some challenges that we have to bear. But we do know that in the end, we have the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I remember going on a family trip. And we said, let's ride at night because it's a few hours, and by the time we get to the, our destiny, it would be morning. And so we're driving down the highway, and you get to a certain point, and I look back, and the family is asleep. I'm the only one up. So I'm driving, I'm listening to what I want to listen to on the radio, I have no complaints. It's peaceful just left home on my way to vacation. And out of nowhere, I hit this long stretch bridge and here come this storm. All of a sudden, the rain just started pouring down and I'm looking around and saying, nobody up but me. So I nudged my wife and I said, hey, 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 will you look at this storm? And she said, oh my goodness, where did this come from? I don't know where it came from. It's here. What, what What should I do? And she tells me to pull over or just take your time. And so me being um, the man of the house, I don't run the house, I run around the house. I just want you to know that. But me being a man, I, I took the challenge and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to drive. So as I'm driving, the, the the rain was coming down so hard that I couldn't really see And so the thing that came to my mind was, did did I I, uh, I put the right tires on? Uh, Is the water going to get inside the engine? And all of this fear and all of this anxiety have gotten into my mind. And all of a sudden I wanted to pull over, but you couldn't pull over because I was on the left side and there wasn't no space for me to pull over. So I had to keep going. So I had to slow down and take my time. And when I looked over, my wife was praying. And as she was praying, I started to build the confidence in Jesus that if you brought me to it, you will bring me through it. And so I took my time and I made it through. And as I got my faith up and realized that I can do it because I've already came a nice stretch. But as I realized I can do it, I had enough faith to be able to overcome it and the rain stopped. Now, I don't know if the rain stopped because my wife was praying or because the Lord heard my enter cries, but it stopped. And for the rest of the way, it didn't rain. So I understand the storm. But here Jesus says to them, let's go to the other side. And so he spoke of the destination, but he didn't speak of the purpose. For the journey. See, there are always a preparation for the purpose. Some of us want to get to the purpose because it it sounds important. It sounds like I've gotten somewhere or it sounds like I'm ready to be used by God. But before you get used by God, you have to go through some stuff. Before you can prove that God is in you, you you're going to have to deal with some issues that you, that's in front of you. You're going to have to deal with some issues maybe of your past, but you're going to have to deal with some things that's inside of you, some anger issues, some, some fear situations that, you know, some issues. We have issues, but the word of God helps us with our issues. The hearing of the word of God helps build our faith. And it. the more we walk with God, the more we talk to God, the more we trust God, the more we read with God, the difference become in our lives. We begin to change. We begin to be more presentable. We become more happy. We become more peaceful. We become more patient because God is working on us. So I'm going to say, please, please, please be patient with me because God is not through with me yet. He is still working on me like he's still working on you. But in this storm, he begins to work on them. This raging storm that they're going through, Jesus is asleep on a cushion. All this water coming in this boat and Jesus is asleep on a cushion. These are the same waters that he performed other miracles in. These waters that he's in right now are the same waters that he walked across. This is the same water that he, that when they went fishing and they couldn't find any fish, that they, that Jesus finally said, let's go back out there and try again. And he said, now cash in there. And they had so much fish that it almost sunk the boat then. I bet you they didn't complain when that fish was getting in the boat. But they did complain when the water was getting in the boat because they feared for their lives. But Jesus, this is not new to him. These waters aren't new to him. These situations that you're dealing with is not new to him. He knows how to fix it. He is the answer for any situation that you're going through. He can supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He said, I come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus came just for you and just for me. And so the area that they was going to was known as a place where the Gentiles live, So Jesus was on assignment to find the lost because the Gentiles at that time was the non-believers. They weren't the ones, the Jews. They were were considered the outsiders. But here is Jesus willing to go through the storm to get to them. But here comes this unforeseen raging storm there was other boats that was with them. The storm raised up. The water is coming in the boat. Jesus sleeping by the stern. And here they come running. First, I'm sure that they was trying to navigate their way through the storm. I'm sure somebody was... Was, was screaming and, and saying, the water is getting in the boat. We got to get the water out the boat. They probably had buckets trying to throw the water back out with more water coming in. They seen the storm. And it was fair for, and I'm sure that they was like, oh, my goodness, where did this storm come from? How am I supposed to be able to come through this? Where do we-? Wait a minute. We got Jesus on the boat. Somebody go wake up Jesus. So they go downstairs and said, Jesus, Jesus, do you care if we drown? If you care, please wake up. I'm sure there wasn't a simple hey go wake Jesus up. I'm sure there wasn't a, 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 a somebody going and shaking him and say, "Hey, wake up, we're drowning." No, I'm sure it was a scream for their life. But Jesus heard him. He wakes up and I'm sure that the boat was tossing and turning. And Jesus immediately rebukes the wind, and the wind ceases to blow. And then Jesus walking towards the storm, and Jesus says, be still. You see that calm? It's like be still. Whew, that peace, that calm. It reminds me. When David penned these words, he said, "He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow and death, I shall fear no will. Oh fear, because Jesus is with me, because he is with me. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through, but Jesus is with you. I know that the situation seems like you can't overcome, but Jesus already overcame the world. These aren't new waters to him. These aren't new problems to him or new issues. There is nothing new under the sun. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is the answer for all things. Jesus made it clear that he was chosen to be an agent for God. Jesus showed himself to have power both of of the spiritual and of the natural elements. He demonstrated his deity. He expected the disciples to recognize and have faith in his ability to do a divine thing. When Jesus speaks... It's to edify the church. It's to build up the body of Christ. It's to strengthen us, to teach us the way. It wasn't just the storm that he spoke peace to. Jesus spoke peace to the surroundings. He spoke peace to the storm and spoke peace to those that was with him. Because of their anxieties and their fear, and because of their 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 minds were going, thinking that death is coming. And Jesus said, But I come that they might have life. I'm on the boat with you. I said, let us go to the other side. I have a destination to reach. And there is nothing, no power on earth, no power in hell that can stop Jesus from getting to the place of his destination. Grave could not hold him. Death could not hold him. The enemy just gave up the keys and gave up all power. I'm sure when Jesus walked to go get the power, they probably said, well, let's prepare for battle. He said, why? He's Jesus. Even the devil knows I am powerless against his authority. There is no other name greater in the heavens or in the earth or beneath the earth than the name of Jesus. He walks with his authority. The elements, they heard his cry and they silenced themselves. If we could be like the elements when Jesus speaks, we silence if we can be that obedient, where we stop our fuss in mid of Jesus' peace, if we could surround ourselves with more of Him and less of us, then we too will be submitful under the authority of Jesus wholeheartedly. He don't want some of you; He wants all of you. The purpose behind the power is so that you would believe that he is. Sometimes we must just simply say, Jesus, help us with our unbelief. Help us build our faith. Help us to remain strong and to trust in you more and more. What's the sense of having Jesus on your side if you don't believe Without believing in him, you can't receive from me. He gives power. He encourages you. He speaks to your weakness with strength. He speaks to your fear. He speaks to your unhappiness with joy. Jesus, this Jesus, this miracle-working wonder, the person who saved you, this God who became man just for you. Help us, Lord, with our unbelief. He was given authority. The miracles are not in the performance, but it's in his presence. Where the presence of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty. There is freedom from all your struggles, from all your challenges, from all your bad habits. There is freedom from anything that you're fearing, any doubtful. There is freedom when you're in the spirit of God. All things works together for us when we have God on our side. It says, and all we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Don't let the preparation wear you down, but stand on his promise and stand on his word. The purpose of Jesus' miracles was so that you would believe. No, I'm not normal. He's not normal. He was our Lord and Savior. He's our great hope. He is our everything. But they asked a question after the miracle. Who is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him, they still question, who is he? Later, John pins he was the word that became flesh. John penned that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The more that he walked with him, he understand his deity. He understand his power and his authority. He understood who he was, and he was clear when he said, Oh, he was at the beginning. Because in Genesis, it says that he was the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he became the Passover Lamb of God. In Leviticus, he was the atoning sacrifice. In Numbers, they called him the smitten rock. In Deuteronomy, he was the prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he was his strategy. For war, the captain of the Lord's hosts. In judges, he was the divine deliverer. In Ruth he was the king's redeemer. In first Samuel, he was the anointed one rejected. In second Samuel, he was known as the son of David. In first and second kings, he was the glorious coming king. In first and second chronicles, he was the administrator. In Ezra, he was the wise leader. In Nehemiah, he was the prayerful builder. In Esther, he was her beauty, along with being a prevailer, intercessor. In Job, he was his patience, and yet he called him the living redeemer. In Psalms, he was the praise of every note. He was the hymn of every song. He was the praise of Israel. In Proverbs, he is the wisdom of God. In Ecclesiastics, he is the great teacher. In the songs of Solomon, he was my beloved. In Isaiah, the suffering servant. In Jeremiah, he was the fire shut up in his bones, but yet they called him the weeping prophet. In Lamentations, he was the man of sorrow. In Ezekiel, he was God of glory. In Daniel, he was the peace in the lion's den. He was the fourth one in the fire of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But yet they called him the Ancient of Days, the Smitten Stone. In Hosanna, they called him the lover of the unfaithful. In Joel, they called him the hope of Israel. In Amos, they called him the rescuer of God's people. In Obadiah, they called him the deliverer upon Mount Zion. And Jonah, they called him the resurrected one. And Micah, they called him the everlasting God. And Nahum, they called him the stronghold. And Habakkuk, they called him the holy God. And Zephaniah, the king of Israel. And Hagar, they called him the desire of all nations. And Zechariah, they called him the righteous breach. And Malachi, they called him the son of the righteous. And Matthew, they called him the king of the Jews. And Mark the servant of the Lord, Luke, the son of man, John, the word that became flesh, the son of the living God. In Acts, he was known as the ascending Lord. In Romans, he was our righteousness. In 1 Corinthians, he is the conqueror of death. In 2 Corinthians, he was our efficiency. In Galatians, he was the liberator. In Ephesians, he was the hope the exalted head of the church. In Philippians, he was our joy. In Colossians, full of deity. In Thessalonians 1, he was our comforter. In Thessalonians 2, he was our glory. In 1 Timothy, our mediator. In 2 Timothy, our rewarder. In Titus, our blessed hope. In Philemon, he was our substitute. And Hebrews, he was our high priest. But yet in James, they called him the Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. In 1 Peter, they called him the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. In 2 Peter, the morning star. In 1 John, the word of life. In Second John, our truth. In 3 John, our truth. In Jude, they called him the believers. Security. But in Revelations, they called him the Lord of lords, the king of kings, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Everything in between. He is the great I am. If I'm going to face a trial or tribulation. A challenging situation. I've got to have Jesus with me. Even if he doesn't calm the storm, then I'll enjoy the bump and ride, but I'm going to get to the destination place that he has provided for me. Let nothing take you off your course. He is and will always be the great I am. And he will get you there. Jesus, right now, with open arms, is saying, listen. I stand at the door and I knock. If any man hears and let me in, I will come in and sup with them and them with me. He's saying, let me in. Let me sit at your table. Let me get into your secret places. Let me bring true salvation to your life. Let me bring healing to your hurt. Let me bring strength to your weakness. Jesus is here for us, and all he wants you to know is that he's inviting you to join the family of believers. If anybody I'd rather walk through a storm with, is Jesus. Anybody I'd rather sing a happy song with is with Jesus. And you pray with me. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your love and salvation. I thank you that you didn't leave us in the midst of our storms. I thank you that whatever you brought us to, you're bringing us through. Father, I thank you for your ever-presence. I thank you for your love. Father, I pray that you will have healing on our land. Father, I pray that you will bring peace in our homes and that you will bring strength into those that are weak, encourage those that are discouraged, calm the anxiety, and bring peace and love and of a sound mind. To those who would believe, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Thank you, Pastor Charlie, for that word. Just, um, I just want to reiterate the question: Will you get in the boat with Jesus? Because when you get in the boat with Him, you will always arrive at your destination. And and it's real easy. It's as easy as A, B, C. You can A admit that you're a sinner, repent, and turn away from your sins. Be believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and He died on the cross for your sins and for my sins, and then He conquered death and rose from the grave three days later. And C, confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you want to get in a boat with Jesus, if you want to see this life through to the other side, then trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. I just got a couple verses real quick. You know, Pastor Charlie Brought up George Floyd at the beginning of a sermon, and I think it'd be remiss not to touch on this again. And there's just two two things that I want to quickly say. Uh, one is one is some encouragement um, to my brothers and, and sisters who have a different color skin than me. Uh, I, I can't imagine what it's like to be in your shoes. I can't imagine what it's like to feel the fear that you feel the hurt that you feel but i do know this i do know that one day god will bring justice on behalf of every person who has been oppressed and in psalm 94 it says this the wicked band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death but But the Lord has become my fortress and my God, the rock in whom I take my refuge. He will repay them for their sins and destroy them for their wickedness. The Lord our God will destroy them. One day I promise you, every wrong will be made right. And it's my sincere prayer that we can all find hope in that today. The the other verse is this, and this this is a word of warning to anyone who claims the name of Christ and says they're a believer in Jesus Christ, but yet doesn't find sympathy with the plight of our brothers and sisters who have a different skin color than us, who who have a different background than us, who maybe talk different than us, look different than us, have a different culture than us, any of you who don't find sympathy with them, any of you who want to try to defend when evil takes the life of a person needlessly in cold blood, this is, this is what the Bible says about that. I'm in 1 John chapter 2, verse 9. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because darkness has blinded them. And then again, in chapter 3, it says this, starting in verse 11, For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. So here's my warning and here's my plea. If you can not speak out against hate, if you can defend hate, you're serving the wrong God you're not following the God of the Bible because the Bible clearly states that anyone who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness and the light is not in him. And I plead with you today, step out of the darkness and into the light and stand arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder with our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted and killed for nothing else than the color of their skin. May God have mercy on us all.
0: Hey, friends, thanks so much for joining us uh, for another Sunday. We hope that you were encouraged and challenged. And, man, we hope this series is really blessing you guys and encouraging your faith to trust in our Lord. Um, And if it is encouraging you, please let us know in the comment section of this video. Email us. Check out those links uh, below this video. And let us know that it's blessing you guys. Um, And we hope to see you next Sunday uh, at 9 a.m. Grace and peace, guys.
3: Thank you for listening to our weekly
0: podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30
3: a.m.